welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. I'm sure not one of you after last Sunday when somebody said, how are you? Said, well, under the omstandigheden gaan het goed. Because we're not under. We are above. We are seated in a place of dominion. Ephesians 2 verse 46, the Passion Translation, the Bible says, But God still loved us with such great love. He is rich in compassion and mercy, willing to treat us better than we deserve. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by His wonderful grace. Hallelujah! If you are saved this morning and you know it, give the Lord a praise. Come on. It says, and He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And we ascended with Him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one in Christ. I told you last week, I really do believe this after pastoring people for many, many years. This is one of my favorite subjects in the Bible when we get here. So I have to really slow down because there's a lot of revelation in this. But many people are struggling and floundering in life because they don't know who they are. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know whose you are. And if you don't know who you are, whose you are, you will never know what God has for you and what God has predestined for you. And the Bible is very clear that He has predestined us, not just to the adoption of as sons and daughters, but He has predestined us for many, many great things while we live on this earth. Remember, we are not just saved to go to heaven. We are saved to occupy empty spaces. We are saved to bring the glorious light of Jesus Christ to our world to be the difference makers. Can you say amen? We're not white knuckle Christians waiting for the rapture bus. So this morning you are seated. No matter where you are, what you are facing and circumstances are real, but you are seated in heavenly places. And we want to talk about that. Because while you think down here, you are going to act down here. When you think up there, you are going to think and you are going to act according to what God says about you. Because your thoughts determine your course in life. So my message this morning, following on with last week, see that in heavenly places, set your mind on things above. When you listen to average conversation, nobody's talking about the things above. People are talking about a possible recession. People are talking about all the negativities. People are talking about all the challenges and the giants. And yes, there are many giants, but hey, we are giant slayers. Amen, Joshua, Caleb. We are not those intimidated. We are not overwhelmed. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Come on, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. So, so we are not down little ants struggling to make a living. We are created in the image and the likeness of God. And if Satan can keep you ignorant, then... Satan will exploit you all the days of your life. Hosea 4 verse 6, My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So we have to get revelation because 
for a new elevation, you need a new revelation. If you want to rise up, you have to wise up. You have to change the way you view yourself and you view your life. There was a man, a pastor uh, had this inscription or, or writing on his desk that says, always look down. And this youth pastor came in often and, and always wondered about, but we should look up, we should look up. And then one day asked the pastor, what's this all about? Always look down. He said, it all depends where you are seated. So where you are seated this morning, where are you seated this morning? In heavenly places, amen. In a place of dominion, come on. We are not here to fight the devil. We are here to enforce the devil's defeat. We are not here to secure a victory. We are yet to walk in the victory Jesus Christ obtained 2,000 years ago when He died on the cross. And the Bible says He defeated all principality, power, might, and dominion. And I tell you today, He is elevated. His name is above every other name. People can mock Him. Hollywood can mock Him. The Grammys can mock Him. But I'll tell you, the day is coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And as the children of God, we are going to go louder and we are going to shout louder and we are going to shine our lights brighter and we are going to walk as people of influence because the world needs Jesus. Come on, if you love Jesus, don't be ashamed this morning. Give Him a praise. Hallelujah. I mean, people had no problem shouting for the Blue Bulls yesterday and for the Stormers, but they come to church and they want to be conservative. Uh, there's no reserved seats in heaven. There's no re uh, 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 religious silent space in heaven. Heaven is a wonderful place. It's a loud place. People praise Him 24 hours a day and there's no time in heaven. They rest not day and night, but they give glory to the Lamb who sits upon the throne. They give glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, if you don't praise God, I'll tell you something. You're never going to live in a place of victory. So Colossians 3, a lot of scriptures that we have to cover. Verse 1, the Bible says, If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Everybody say above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth, for you died. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that today. When you got saved, you die. Art Bolsov died on the 14th of November, 1982, when I was two years old, okay? I died. The old man was buried, was crucified. That old man with his sinful nature, that old man with his racist nature, that old man with his weaknesses, his insecurities, his inferiorities, all his blemishes, all his failures, that man died when Jesus entered your life. Well, we're gonna see that even though the old man died, you can still associate with the old man and live like the old man. But in the mind of God, the old man is dead. You ain't no more a sinner. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've been justified. You've been sanctified. You have been elevated. You have been risen. You have been blessed. You are now a royal priesthood. You are now a holy nation. You are now God's chosen people. That's who you are this morning. Say amen in Jesus' name. 
So you say, you set your mind on things above, not things on the world, for you died and your life or your new life is hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ who is our life appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil, desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them, the old you, the sinning you. It's okay, guys, you can sit down, thanks. But leave the jackets, it's fine, thanks. But now you yourself are to put off all these and we'll see how. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. The Christ man is renewed in knowledge. The reality of your new identity becomes evident as you renew your mind to think according to your new identity. This is basically what he's saying. So no knowledge, you're going to live like the old man. You're going to live depressed. You're going to live fearful. You're going to live uh, under stress. You're going to live with worry. You're going to live with anxiety. You're going to live like you don't have the power and the victory. You're going to live like you may be cursed, etc. So the old man is not just the person that goes and, and sins carnally. The old man represents the old life. Now remember what sin did. Sin robbed you from of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what did Jesus come and do? He came to restore the glory of God, which is the identity of Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are you with me? So we need to press into the deeper things of God so that we can live in a permanent place of victory in spite of the circumstances that we face because the circumstances we face or the things we are going through should not determine the level of our joy, our peace because our joy, our peace is rooted in the identity we have received through Jesus Christ. Our victory is in Christ Jesus that we have received. So you may go through trials, tribulations, but the Bible says be anxious for nothing, Philippians chapter 4. We don't become like the old person again and we begin to worry and we sweat and we fret and we become insecure. We do not allow anything to sway us from the new life, the identity, the blessing, the blessed life, the elevated life that we have in Christ. Amen. Is this like Spanish this morning? Because if we don't get this revelation, we don't get the ABC of the gospel. Because identity is everything. It took Paul 14 years to discover the identity which is Christ in you. Christ in you, living the Christ life is, is your hope of glory. You don't understand the Christ life, you will flux, fluctuate between the old life and the new life because your mind is not identifying with the new life and you're not thinking the thoughts of the new man and therefore you're not living and acting like the man you have been recreated to be. Now if I say man, I mean woman as well, okay? So the reality is this morning, in God's mind, as a new person, you are complete. The new man is a partaker of the divine nature. The new man lacks nothing. The new man has been blessed, empowered 
by God to prosper and succeed. The new man has all things pertaining to life and godliness. So in, in your Christ identity, you have total victory. In your old identity, whatever is going on in your mind, my brother, my sister, will determine how many of these stains and patches you have in your life, whether it's emotional, physical, um, mental, relational, you will determine the level of the stains on your life. But this is what Jesus came to do for you. He came to give you a brand new slate and a brand new beginning. He came to give you a future and a hope. Come on. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come on, give the Lord a praise in Jesus' name. So you have to stop looking at yourself as the old person. You have to stop identifying with the sins of yesterday. And you have to begin to think the new life that God has already given you. Alice and I want to conclude this in this passage. He says, you've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Galatians 2 verse uh, 20, 21, the Bible says, no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So, so, so when I identify with a new life and I associate with what Jesus did for me and I think and renew my mind to think the thoughts of God, then I will not live subject to the principalities, the powers, the traditions, the cultures of the day, because I will always be acting above, because my mind, my thoughts will be on my Christ identity, not my Afrikaner identity, or my Zulu identity, or my male identity, or my female identity. I mean, if you look at the world now, people are fighting for identity. Every movement, is to shout, notice me, right? Think about it. A world is in an identity crisis and the more people are shouting for solutions, the further they move away from answers and solutions. The more they shout their slogans, the less it is helping everybody. The more they try and stand for an identity, the less that identity will ever give them peace because there is one person who can give you identity, and that is your creator. That is your maker, the one who made you, the one who created you in the image of God. And, and, and until you don't become secure of your identity in Christ, you are always going to be looking for something. Or when the storms of life come, you are going to be tossed to and fro. And you are going to wonder, did I bring this upon myself? Is this happening because of my ancestors? And, and, and God says, no, no, Christ, Galatians 3 verse 13, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, having become a curse for you, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in faith, and that we may receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Ephesians 1 verse 3, Bible says, thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So we're not looking for blessing. We're not looking for favor. We're not looking for breakthrough. We're not looking for a miracle. We're not looking looking for anything. What we need is a discovery so we can recover fully. 
Bible talks about the hidden treasures, hidden in Christ, which is something you have to seek. Anybody who goes on a treasure hunt. I mean, when the kids are one year old, you make it easy. But I'm like 21 years old. You're going to make it very difficult. There's a clue here, a clue there, a clue there. So as Christians, we have to embark on this journey of discovery, which unfortunately many people are too lazy to do. So they always are looking for a quick fix. Well, listen, God fixed you 2,000 years ago. Everything that was broken has already been fixed. Everything that Satan did, God has already undone. Or everything that was done has been undone through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. So your completion is in Him. Your victory is in Him. Your dominion over sin is in Him. Your freedom is in Him. Not in trying to be free. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created or recreated in Christ unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in their meaning I am a miracle. Every person born again is a miracle. Born again of incorruptible seed by the Word of God that lives and abides forever. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. Hallelujah. Come on. And we used to sing that song. I can't sing it anymore. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things have passed away. I'm born again, more than a conqueror, that's who I am. I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. The church has forgotten that. They're looking for blessing and identity out of what has already taken place on the cross 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, God obtained your total redemption. Redemption means God purchased you back from the hold of sin and from the power of the enemy. So your redemption means you have been bought back, not with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the blood of Jesus paid for you. The blood of Jesus broke the power of sin over your life. The blood of Jesus washed away every stain and the stench of sin out of your life. That's what the blood of Jesus came to do for you. That's why the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. That means I'm born again. Come on, if you're born again and you know it, give the Lord a praise. Come on there in Bloemfontein as well. So verse 11, when he talks about your new identity, he says, where there's neither Greek nor Jew. So I'm not a Greek Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm not a Zulu Christian. Is there any Zulu speaking people here today? Okay. I laugh sometimes, you know, um, our, our, you know, Paul talks very clearly about um, identifying with the flesh and he, he goes to Philippians, we'll talk about it tonight. He's a pedigree, he's of the stock of Benjamin, he's a Jew, he's concerning the law better than anybody else, more learned than anybody else, more zealous than anybody else, um, a, a, a total pedigree, thoroughbred Jew, circumcised on the eighth day, etc. He says, but all these things that were that, that meant anything to me in the flesh, I've counted rubbish as dung, that I may gain Christ. <clears throat> That's why I say to people, you can't do your traditional thing and Jesus. It ain't going to work. And many people get mad with me. 
People say you don't have the right to say that as a white person. Well, don't white people also have traditions? Huh? You, you, you can't do the Christ thing and want to do the ancestral thing. Fall out of your chair, I said it. You can't do the Christ thing and do the ancestral thing. No, that's a pitiful hand clap. You'll trigger me and I'll stay right on that point to offend the hell out of you. Don't tell me it's our, our culture. I'm not going to try and keep you in this church and lie to you. You cannot go sacrifice to your ancestors and still pray for the blessing of God. You have to make up your mind. You go visit the Sangoma, stop coming to church. Stop your games, it's not working. And the problem is you go to the Sangoma that's broke, that's got no money, you give him money that you don't have and nothing is changing in your life. So you're a Christian who stop that nonsense or stop coming to church. Stop it. People get mad, you touch their culture. We celebrate diversity, but our identity is not in our culture. You want the freedom that Christ obtained for you. He paid for your freedom with His blood. No witch doctor, no grandmother, no ancestor ever paid for you, for your redemption, for your freedom with their blood. It is Jesus Christ. He's the sacrificial lamb of God who paid the price for your sin. And He's the only one who has power to deliver you. He's the only one who has power to get you into what He has already done for you. So, so, so don't do this thing out of desperation. You walk away from Jesus and you go back to your old ways. Remember, I come out of that. My, my grandmother, in the Afrikaans, was with the geboren and said, by a voorboerders gehad, visions, whatever you want to call it in English. So I come out of that nonsense. Spiritualism, I come out of that. Don't, you don't have to talk to me about spiritualism. I played the uji, 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 the classy, classy. I did astral traveling. I did the stupid things. I can tell you how real the spirit world is. I've communicated with demons. I can tell you many things that I don't do from this platform because it intrigues people. It's not going to help you at all. I understand the dark world. I understand the spirit world. I understand there's power. But hey, all power, all dominion, all authority is in the person and the presence of Jesus Christ. And if you will elevate Jesus, He will break the power of Satan over your life in Jesus' name. Listen. Get rid of those ropes and everything else that you have under your, your, your clothes. You want to serve Jesus, but you're looking to another God for blessing. People hate it if I say this in Johannesburg, so I say it louder than yeah. Because pastors want to pacify people to keep them in church. Now I want to get you to heaven. I'll offend you down here, but I want to get you to heaven. Make sure that you make up your mind that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. Not a way, a truth, a life. He is the way, the way, the only way. Not all roads lead to Rome. 
He is the way, the way, the way. He is the light, the light, the light. He is the life. There is no other. There's life in no other. There's blessing in no other. But in the person of Jesus Christ. Come on, get your eyes back on Jesus. Set your mind on things above. I know there are some gormas sitting here and they'll get mad like snakes. If I continue down this way, some of them will be going like snakes. So let me back off here. Is that devil in you getting angry, man? Those devils hate it when somebody brings light. Okay. It says where there is neither Greek nor Jew. So your Christ identity, we don't look at people according to their nationality. Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. No causa, Zulu, Afrikaner, English, Scotsman, Buddha, Scott and Engelsman. But Christ is all and in all. Therefore, because you recognize Christ above everything else as your source of life and identity. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also do. So you imitate Christ. Not I have to give that person a piece of my mind because a piece of your mind reflects the old man still alive. Not I have to go on social media and spit my vomit garbage on social media. That's the old man. When you call yourself a Christian, Christian means Christ-like. Christian means anointed to be like Jesus. So when you go on social media, you better make sure that whatever you tweet, whatever you post, whatever you put on Facebook represents the new life, the Christ life. Not the angry you, not the bitter you, not the racist you, not the issue driven you, but the Christ you. That's who you are. We all have the old man sometimes wanting to come alive, right? In traffic. Or when you go through a pothole and you wonder where your car's gone. It's like the old man, well, because it's always there, okay? It's always there. That's why Paul said, I die daily. That anger wants to come back daily. I have to identify with my new identity. Because when the old man comes back, he takes over the house again. That's why you have to be in the Word. You have to be in the church. Because the Word of God is the only instrument designed by God to keep your soul, your mind, your thoughts in check. Nothing else can keep your mind in check. Nothing. So Romans 12, the Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. James 1, 21, the Bible says, Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. So our souls need saving, which is your will, your emotion, your intellect. Like people say, well, I just feel. I just had to, I feel. You know, if you are controlled by your emotions, you're going to cause a lot of problems, not just for yourself, but for other people. You have to bring your emotions, your will, your mind, your soul, comprising your will, intellect, emotion. You have to bring that subject to your Christ identity. Paul talks in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is a disciplined mind. The mind of Christ is an anointed mind. 
the mind of Christ is a reconstructed mind that thinks the thoughts of God, which takes discipline. You want to reconstruct a building. You can't do it with a miracle flesh. You have to do it intentionally by taking the Word of God as medicine and applying it to your soul until, until you reconstruct your thinking patterns to think in line with your new creation identity. It doesn't happen automatically. So when you get saved, your spirit gets saved. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says, I pray God your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord. So your tripod being your body, the flesh, that's the one you live in, the one you feed, the one that you, you dress. Then you have your soul, I explained to it what, what that is. Then you have your spirit, which is eternal, which is where God lives, which is where God resides, which is the part of you that is regenerated when you receive Jesus Christ. So your mind stays the same. Your body stays the same. You don't receive Jesus and suddenly you lose a hundred pounds. Amen. Or, or suddenly something that you don't like, your pinky suddenly is perfect. No, you're going to have the same pinky for the rest of your life, whatever it is, okay. So the flesh, you have to take care of the flesh. Your spirit is saved by God and your spirit man, which is the most important part of you, has to be filled. That's what he says there in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. So he says you have to take care of your spirit man firstly. Peter says, let it not just be the adorning of the outer man, but it let, be the, let it be the adorning of the inner man. Because the inner man is the real you. The inner man is the spirit you. The inner man, the spirit you, is the one who sustains you in a time of calamity. So if you neglect your spirit man and problems come, inevitably your mind is going to take you in a wrong place. We'll get to the mind now in a moment, if the mind is unrenewed. So your spirit man lives on the Word of God. I was, I, was, I was seeing some people say, why people don't go to church anymore? And everybody gave their reason then. I thought, no man, it's very easy. Mark chapter 4, Matthew, Matthew chapter 13. There it is, why people leave churches. You can give any reason in the Word. It's the parable of the sower. Some people will be there for so long. Some people will be there for so long. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, lusts of other things, enter in, steal the Word, choke the Word. It's when people lose their appetite for the Word and, the, and, and their obedience to the Word of God, that offense comes in. So you have to live. Feed, Matthew 4 verse 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 1 Peter 2 verse 2, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. So the Word of God feeds your spirit man. Worship refreshes your spirit man. Praying in tongues edifies your spirit man. So we have to do these things. That's why we have to, you heard me right, have to be planted in a church and be actively involved in a church to have a healthy spirit man. Your soul, your mind, the only instrument in this world that can reconstruct your mind to think the thoughts of God is the Word of God. So if you neglect the Word of God, you neglect transformation. Not political transformation, transformation in your life. You neglect transformation, which starts with your thinking processes. 
How do we know how people think when they open their mouths, what comes out of their mouth? Do they speak the problem? Do they speak the promise? Do they speak the, the giant or do they speak the victory over the giant? So depending on the treasure that you have established in, your, uh, uh, in line with your new identity will determine how you live through this life. When revelate or knowledge becomes revelation, when your soul and your spirit comes in agreement, this is who I am. In the seat of your heart, this is who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm born again. Old things have passed away. All things are new. I'm more than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Come on. If you know you're a brand new man, a brand new woman, give the Lord a praise like you are a brand new person this morning. So um, I have two minutes left. To, 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 to live this life, the Christ life that we have received, we have to put off this old life. This old life that wants to come back all the time. Uh, these old thoughts, these old deeds that want to come back all the, uh, all the time. The Bible says we have to put it off. We have to put it off. The Bible says we have to put on the new life. It's an act of your will because God says, I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So people always try and sway you out of your identity that you have in Christ. You have to put off the old man. You have to put on the new man. How? Through knowledge. Through having your mind renewed. Because this is who you are in the mind of God. Victorious, triumphant, elevated, dominion, authority, seated in here. Oh, come on, blessed, highly favored, anointed, appointed. This is who you are. This is how God wants you to live. This is how God wants you to think. This is who you are. And if you will identify with the new man, the new life, you will begin to experience the elevation that God has obtained for you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Family, you are highly favored. You're anointed. You're appointed by God. You are a chosen generation. Don't allow the devil to lie to you. You're a new creature with a future and a hope. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Come on, all you new creatures, stand up this morning. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Give Him a praise. Give Him a praise. Give Him a praise. For in Him I live and move and have my being. Come on. Just feel good about what God has done. Feel good about yourself. Stop thinking down thoughts. Stop thinking minimizing thoughts. And begin to see what God has done. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. To set your mind, I want to close with this statement, means to seek after, to strive for, and to be intent on. So your thoughts have to be intent on. Your thoughts have to strive toward your new identity in Christ. If you then were the risen with Christ, Seek those things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. For you died, and your new life is hidden in Christ. Did you get that? With God. 
If something is hidden, it has to be discovered. And for it to be discovered, you have to pursue it. I studied the Apostles for years and years and years and years and years to get an understanding of this. And this is not something that just comes through one sermon, suddenly the light goes on and you understand this. You have to search. You have to study. You have to investigate. It took Paul 14 years, the Apostle, to get this revelation. This is who we are. This is where our power lies, our identity, our authority, our victory. It's like, and that's why I'm outspoken, maybe too outspoken, but I don't want a lot of baby Christians that live dependent on somebody that comes and says, you need a prophecy to fulfill your destiny. Man, you have all things that you need pertaining to life and godliness. You have, I said you received everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to see, sing some of those old songs we used to sing in the beginning of this faith move. We sang one simple song, you'll remember it. Complete, complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. Woo, that is a difficult song to sing, but we sang it over and over. What were we doing? Meditating. Meditation means to mutter, to utter, to ponder, to say repetitively until it shifts something in your mind. And we would just sing, complete, complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. That was the song. Wow. Now we sing a lot of words and we can't remember one. We never doubted that we were complete. Nobody had money. Churches were small. We were viewed as the outcast of society, the charismatics, etc. Now every church has a piano and an orchestra. Even the Reformed churches who criticized us in those days now have bands in their churches, etc and have praise and worship, clapping and dancing. The very ones who spoke against us in those days are now doing exactly what we are doing. But none of those things moved us because the one thing that was established was identity. And we sang these little songs. Excuse me, my voice has gone through all the preaching over the years. Uh, it's like, I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. And you sing it over and over and over. And nobody could tell you you're not a new creation. And if sin showed up, it was like, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Not, I'm saved by grace and I can do what I want. No, the grace of God actually changes us. The grace of God changed us. Christ changed us. Changed us. Complete, complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. Complete. That's what the Bible says in Peter. As His divine promise has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Colossians 3 says, In Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him. So I don't need your prophecy. I don't need nothing. I have everything I need through what Jesus did for me. I don't need somebody else to go dolosa for me. I don't need to tell me that I don't need to sleep with my boss. I don't need a sugar daddy. I don't need nothing. I have received all things pertaining to life and godliness. Come on, shout hallelujah. I am complete, complete. I'm a new creature. Family, that as we remain in a place of worship, out of respect for the other people, can we just all close our eyes and bow our heads this morning? What a wonderful word that was shared this morning. 
And maybe so many of you got challenged this morning that if you to be honest this morning, that you do not know if you would know, if you would die, if you would open your eyes and spend eternity with Jesus. Maybe some of you served Him, but because of the things that Pastor spoke about, you've drifted away. You've looked at others, other things to get involved with. But this morning you got convicted and God is calling you home and He's saying, He's waiting with open arms. No, no matter how far you've drifted away, no matter how far you've run away from Him, He is waiting for you with love, with hands that are open towards you. So in a moment, we're gonna ask you that if you haven't served Jesus before, but maybe you serve Him, but you've drifted away or you're not sure, we wanna give you that opportunity to make right with God. This is your opportunity to come back to Him. In a moment, we're gonna ask you if that is you quietly wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, please, just pray for me. As hands are being lifted on the flank. Thank you for the hands on the balcony. Come and it's your opportunity to come back to Him. The whole message was designed this morning to bring you to a point of a crossroad and you need to accept. Will you follow Jesus or will you continue on your path to destruction? We have no promise of tomorrow and anything can happen to us today. Do you know that you know that you'll open your eyes and be with Jesus forever? If that is you, come on, just lift your hand for a moment. If you have lifted it, you can put it down for us. Quietly, wherever you are, wherever your head is bowed and every eye closed, just put up your hand and say, this is me. God, I'm coming back. Come on, hands are being lifted all over this place. Come on, some of you have an uneasiness in your heart and you feel that the Holy Spirit is stucking you, it's bringing you, it's pulling you. Don't run away from this, but take this opportunity and just slip up your hand and say, I'm coming back. Come on, so many hands has been lifted. We want to say to you that God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And I know many of you are going through so many hard stuff currently. But if you had to look around and see all the people that are in this building and it's part of the vision, they're all becoming your family. And Pastor and Pastor Rita will be your spiritual parents. And from our side, we will do whatever we can if you allow us, that we can walk with you, help you and guide you in this journey. But this is a partnership. We need you to partner with us. So when we call you, please respond. When we invite you to go to a home cell, please do so because that's where we're going to care and help you and walk in this journey as we continue. So if you can be, be so kind just to put your hand on your heart, just close your eyes and I'm going to lead you in a prayer and God's going to come and He's going to enter into your heart. Just say the following. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I believe that you died for all my sins that you rose again and that you live forevermore. Lord, today, I choose your forgiveness. I choose your new life that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.